You're listening to a Youth Takeover edition of the Remaking Tomorrow podcast, where teens host the program and welcome peer guests. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Remaking Tomorrow, a series of conversations about the future of learning. I'm DeAndre Josie, and I'm here with Christine Berry. This is a podcast powered by Remake Learning, a network that ignites engaging, relevant, and equitable learning practices in support of young people navigating rapid social and technological change. On today's episode, we'll be talking with three youth guests about how students should be supported as they learn, both today and in the future. To start, let's meet with our guests. My name is Camille. I'm going into the eighth grade, and I'm from Coriopolis, PA. Hi, my name is Ezra. I'm a rising senior, and I'm from Marshall Shadlam. Hi, my name is Dev. I'm a rising senior, and I go to Shadyside Academy. So today we will be talking about peer-to-peer learning in tutoring sessions, conversations, or collaborative work. To start, can anyone think of a time when you learned something better from a peer than you had from an adult? For me, during online learning, since like we all were like friends, right? We all had each other's numbers. When we got something difficult, we would all like shoot off questions in a group chat, asking each other how they would approach it or like what sites they found helpful. So instead of asking your teacher, because that could be sometimes awkward, it would be easier to ask your friends for help. I remember being in school and online too, where teachers go sort of fast sometimes because they have a lot of students that they have to help. So, you know, I've never really been good at math. So being able to like sit next to my friends and whenever we're going over a topic, the teacher might go through it, and you might not want to ask her because it might be embarrassing. It might be something where she went over it so many times, you know, you feel like, well, I shouldn't really be asking this question. So just being able to, like, talk to your friends and get clarification and having them explain it to you, it's a lot less intimidating. So it makes it a lot easier to sort of learn a topic, I think. Over quarantine, I got into photography, and as you're here also is into photography, and so a lot of the time we would just go out and we'd learn a lot just by doing I think that could definitely help with an adult, but I think just being comfortable with each other made it so that we could learn more. I think one of the few times that I learned better from a peer is basically mental health. I love learning about people's mindsets. I love learning what people are able to think. And everyone has a different opinion nowadays, but not everyone's going to know everything at a certain point in time. And you just got to find the right person for what you want to learn about. A lot of times with mental health, it's very intimidating to talk to adults, and it's such a prevalent topic where I can remember a lot of people coming to me or going to other people, being able to talk about mental health. There's a lot of relatability there. Things we're dealing with, whether it be the pandemic or whatever it may be. So I think peer-to-peer learning can happen anywhere when you have a good sense of who your friends are and what they're good at. Peer-to-peer learning could take place anywhere. You might not even know this person that is your peer, Say you're downtown, you're looking for a specific place, and you could just ask somebody randomly and they'll be like, oh, you take a left and you take a right and you'll see this street and you keep going and you've learned something, you've learned where to go from this person that honestly you didn't know but still can be considered as your peer. So it could take place from anyone and anywhere. Yeah, kind of going off of that, a lot of the time, especially when we're considering our generation, Peer-to-peer learning happens when you're not even in person with somebody, over the phone, through social media of any kind of form like that. That's a resource that we have that our parents and their parents never had. That really gives us a chance to communicate with each other. And I think that over the course of the pandemic, having everybody stay inside and not really be able to be with each other, we learned 
how useful it is to still have that connection. Could you say possibly like an adult, a teacher, or someone that you recently just met who happens to be older than you, could they be considered a peer if they have helped you in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I, I think so, because honestly, if I'm downtown looking for a place to go, I'm not going to find some kid who's 15, 16. I'm just going to ask literally anybody who's around. So it doesn't really matter how old or how young they are, as long as you have some type of connection or learn something from them. Anybody older can definitely be a peer and um, a useful resource for any kind of counseling that you'd need. Um, I remember back in freshman year, the seniors really stepped up, especially on the swim team. It's a lot when it comes from somebody who's older than you, who's had more experience, who has more wisdom. I feel like it really builds a connection between the two of you. And so I definitely think that anybody older than you, it, it goes anyway. It was kind of funny, you know, today I was talking to my boss. And so I work with like a marketing company. And I was like, you know, Jordan, how do you stay so young? Because, you know, you're 31. You're sort of getting to that point where like social media and things might not be as relevant to you. Like, I feel like I can go to him and a lot of other people who I work with, even though they're older, they have a good understanding of the things that I'm going through, whether it be, you know, working with social media, understanding social media and how that works. Or like, even though they're older, I think the main thing is relatability. If you can relate to someone, it's easier to work with them. Like my sister is 26, but my sister, I can go to her and talk to her about anything. It feels like she's one of my best friends, so I can just easily chop it up with her and talk to her, even though she's older than me. Just I can relate to her, she can relate to me. Do you think peer-to-peer -peer learning can benefit more from someone you currently already know or for someone that you do not know? Based on my personal experience, being the person who's teaching somebody, it's easier to teach somebody that you don't know because you can give them your honest opinion no matter how nice or how harsh it is. Whereas, say it's your friend, if your advice could be sensitive to something that you know has happened to them, you might dial back on the advice even if they may need to know this advice or they may need to hear the advice. So I think it's easier to talk to a stranger or teach a stranger than it is to teach somebody that you know. For me, in terms of teaching others, I do it best when the people that I'm helping I know, I know about them, I know what they like, I know what they don't like or how they may react to something. And for learning, I don't think it matters. I think it depends on the person and it doesn't really matter to me if I know them or not. I think especially in this day and age, who do you learn a lot from? You're Googling things. So a lot of the times you're learning from very random people, whether maybe through a YouTube video. But when someone has relevant information, it's helpful. But then again, I think on a person-to-person -person basis, it's nice when I know someone, just because like Dev said, you know, when you know someone, you might know how they learn, what they're like, so you might know what's best for them. The basis of a relationship, knowing if you're closer to somebody, cannot just be whether you're friends, but if they have common interests. For instance, I'm on the drum line at my school, the high school drum line, and I'm in eighth grade. So they're all seniors, juniors, so we didn't know each other, but we all had something common, which was we all played the drums. So I think that knowing somebody is not based off of if you're friends, but if you have a common interest, because you'll always find somebody with a common interest. The other day I thought about this for the first time. Now in this day and age, there's a lot of interaction between younger kids and older 30, 40 grown adults through social media, through platforms like Instagram or Facebook, even TikTok. And that's kind of like the first time that that's really been able to happen on a wide scale level. 
I'm interested to see how social media itself will affect our generation as we become adults and parents. That is a very good and valid idea. Grinding back to a previous statement that was made about how you can easily talk with your boss, your older sister about certain things. Would you then consider like those types of talks, them mentoring towards you, or would you consider them a peer to peer learning? I think me and my sister can be peers. I think me and my sister are peers because there's times where my sister has come to me and she's asked advice. She's talked to me about things and I try to give her advice and talk about things. But at the same time, like you said, she's older than me. She's wiser than me. She's been through a lot of situations I've been through. And so she sort of, like you said, is my mentor. Same with my boss. With the field I work in, I try to have a mentality of like, I don't want to go in prideful. Even with everything that I have done, I might think I'm the best in the world. But it's good to take a step back and be mentored because ultimately these people know a lot more than you. They've been in your place. And so I would agree. Yeah, my boss is sort of like my mentor because he can give me advice and things like that. Even though I guess I never viewed it that way, we're close on a level. Like I sort of see my boss as someone I can make jokes with and I can be cool with. So I, I sort of see him as a, a friend in a way. Does anyone else have anything else to add with just being friends with someone who may be older than you and you see them kind of like peer-to-peer relationship but they're also mentoring you at the same time? When I think of when I'm talking to somebody who is older than me, it's kind of like a note-to-file moment. Sure, they're talking, you're hearing them, right? But you'll pick out these little bits of information that kind of just stick with you. So it's not, with me, a mentor kind of situation, because with a mentor, I'd probably be taking notes, taking like it's a key detail kind of thing. But if I'm just talking to somebody older than me, for instance, my parents or my aunt or my grandparents, I think it's just more like I'm listening to you, but I'm also picking up slight things that may be useful to me in my future life. So it's more of like a casual conversation with bits of advice worked in. Do you think peer-to-peer learning has techniques making some way easier for others to learn? I think one is humility and patience. The other day, my grandma called me, and she's like, Ezra, we took these nice photos last night at dinner. I want to send them to my friend because she wants to make a collage for our family. I was like, oh, that's great. And she's like, so can you explain to me how to send a text message with a photo? I was like, what? Like, she, she's had a phone for a year, but she's never sent a text message with a photo. And so while I'm over the phone, which is sort of hard, I'm trying to explain to her without any visual of how to send a text message with a photo in it. And it was very frustrating because, you know, say that had been one of my friends who was my age or something, I might like, I wouldn't get mad at them. I'd be like, like, bro, come on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I think when it came to, you know, my grandma or just, I guess my grandma someone, you know, who's ignorant to something, doesn't quite understand it. I had to take a step back and like, I have to take my time here. Is a difficult situation. I can relate to that. I understand that. And so I want to just make sure to have humility and have patience and just take my time to help them understand something, even if, you know, it might be a little bit aggravating or annoying to me. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you made, especially about having patience, especially when you're the teacher and whatever you're teaching is something that you've been doing for a while or something that you're pretty good at. It's very easy to quickly assume that this thing is easy for me. It's not that difficult to figure out, so this person should be figuring this thing out. But being able to have the self-awareness to realize that you also were once at that point that they were in is, I think, something that everybody should have. And it's extremely useful when you're the learner and when you're the teacher. 
back to the topic of relatability, right? Say you're teaching somebody math, right? And you may not have anything in common with this person, but if you know a little bit about what they're interested in, for instance, let's say they're into basketball, right? So you could tie in their <laughs> interest to how you're gonna teach them to make it easier. For instance, again, with Drumline, last week we had a pregame show and we had to make a M formation. And this kid who was next to me would move up to the spot next to me, but he was supposed to be four steps behind me. So uh, every single time in practice, I would just like tell him, like everybody would be like, you have to move back, you have to move back. So at the end of practice, I put him aside and I was like, okay, remember when we do this, remember four steps and then stop till we start moving. During the show, when we showed our families, he remembered that I heard him counting like one, two, three, four, stop. If you could just connect with them in a more like non-teaching way, I think it's it's easier to uh, learn or to receive advice. These are all really good skills that you all pointed out. I don't think many people realize that it takes different skills to teach people, regardless of what it is. It's kind of hard to teach everyone the same way. So as a follow-up question to that, would you say that you have used any of these skills just as you being a student yourself to maybe even an adult and like shown them, hey, like I see what it is you're doing, but take it from a perspective of someone younger who is actually learning this at this time and moment and shown it to them how you think it might be easier to present it. My dad, he's checked my math homework and math, I would just rush through math, like just get it done. Or when the teachers would teach us tactics, I would just keep those tactics in mind and think about that. So when my dad would check my homework, he would like go through this long thing of this is how I learned it. And I was like, Dad, you know, if you just do it this way, it's so much easier. He was like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to do it my way. So at the end, he finally tries it my way. He's like, huh, wish I had known that back in my day. I'm like, see, if you had just listened to me in the first place, maybe you would have saved yourself the energy in the, in the time. So I think that sometimes adults do need a younger person's perspective. I can just think of one example from school. I guess I can think about the same thing about patience and humility, being able to apply it to adults as well. Because I think one thing, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that whether it be my parents or other adults, they're people. When you're young, you see adults sort of as these people who they know everything. They're all wise, all knowing, and perfect. So this is something that didn't happen to me, but, you know, at my school I had a teacher and she was very busy and she was juggling four classes and I believe she just had a kid and she was so stressed. And she was giving kids these like big packets because she was just so stressed and just had so much to juggle where it's like I think from the perspective of a student, you might get mad at her. And you're like, like, you're my teacher. You need to be more supportive. You need to help me. But then when you look at her instead of as an adult and as a teacher but as a person, you might be able to see, well, you're really busy and you're super stressed, just as I am. And so I'm going to try to take my time with you a little bit more because I see that you're a person who's going through struggles and that I need to be, you know, patient with you. Those are all really good examples. We're going to move on to kind of a conclusion. Why do you think peer-to-peer learning is effective and why do you think it's important? I think that it's important because having the ability to learn from each other and connect with each other is an extremely useful skill, but it's also natural for us as 
homo sapiens, extremely social creatures by nature, connecting with each other, being able to grow off of each other is just an extremely useful skill to have and really pushes each other forwards. You relate to people your age, you relate to your peers, whether it be through common interests, whether it be through being in a similar age group. I think whenever you're able to relate to someone, it makes it a lot easier because they understand you in a way where they can help you learn in a way that's best fit for you. Peer-to-peer learning is very effective because uh, not only does it help you learn, but it, it helps you connect with a whole bunch of different people, different personalities, different interests, and it helps people connect on a different level than just an adult who you've known or you do know, who you know how they think or real relatively how they think. So connecting with a peer or peer-to-peer learning is so much different because you honestly know that you have something in common or think the same way, but they also may have a totally different perspective that you would not have known because now everybody has like their own solidified opinion. Whereas I think with adults or someone who's older than you, you know, it's kind of like the right way and there's just the right way without like considering broader aspects of anything else. Well, I'm really glad to hear that coming from all three of you. So I want to say thank you to the three of you for all joining us today. This Youth Takeover edition of Remaking Tomorrow podcast is a collaboration of Remake Learning, Knowledge Works, and SLB Radio Productions. Opinions solely reflect those of the individual speaking. Remaking Tomorrow is powered by Remake Learning, a Pittsburgh-based network of people and organizations that ignites engaging, relevant, and equitable learning practices in support of young people navigating rapid social and technological change. Learn more at remakelearning.org.